1: welcome to the show my name is al gordon and as always I'm working on your financial freedom. And on today's show, we're, we're just going to hurt your head. We're just going to get right into some numbers. We're going to talk about how to analyze some property. As a matter of fact, one of our Lifestyles Unlimited realtors, they, they sent me a property yesterday and I, and I took a look at it and I thought, wow, this is really a great property to buy. Now, I'm not in buying mode for single family right now. That doesn't mean I don't watch the market. And this is a habit I want you to get into. I want you to get into a habit of taking a look at what the market's doing. Take a look at what the market's producing. The reason I want you to do this is because it's going to give you trend data in your own brain that is going to help you understand the trajectory of the markets, It's also going to give you an understanding of what the market can do for you so that when you are ready to be engaged in the market, which I'm not right now, I'm not right now. And well, I guess I, I ought to explain why. The reason I'm not engaged in the market right now is that all of my investable capital, it's deployed. It's all deployed. It's all working for me right now. I don't have a bag of money sitting around ready to redeploy because some of the assets that I'm, I'm invested in have not reached their maturity yet. As a result of that, I'm not looking to harvest any future gains because I haven't gotten to the, the future where the gains are going to be. I'm an active investor. I am a, an active investor. You, on the other hand, are probably not an inv- an active investor. Now, you may think you're an active investor because, you know, you, you go to work every day and you do what you need to do for your job and, and your job pays you. And, and as they pay you, they take money out of your check and then they put it into that 401k. And then you've talked to a financial planner maybe a year, two, three years ago, whenever the last time you talked to your financial planner and you gave them some some general guidelines on how to invest the money right you you basically picked a mutual fund you picked A risk level, did you not? So all of your money is going into a mutual fund. That mutual fund is buying probably hundreds of companies. You have no idea of what companies you're actually invested in because when they send you that prospectus every year, you, you put it in the bathroom intending to look through it and read it. And what do you do? You ignore it. And then about six months later, your spouse says, why is this thing in the bathroom cluttering up my beautiful design work? And the thing goes into the recycle bin, right? Yeah. So... That to me is not active investing. That is inactive investing. That is that is that is a very passive way of investing. Now, I'm I'm cool with earning money passively, but I'm not cool with investing Passively, Because if you invest passively, you will get mediocre results. And that's probably what you're getting in your 401k right now. I'm not picking on you. I just want you to understand that there is a completely different modality for investing that nobody bothers to tell you about. And the reason they don't tell you about it is it doesn't advantage them to tell you that real estate investing can give you better results because they don't care about your future success. Yeah, I said it. I said it. They don't care about you. They don't. Now, when you when you think about how that 401k came into existence, do you you know how it came into existence? Well, in 1978, Congress passed a set of rules that allowed for individuals to set up these retirement plans the government would would organize and tell you how you could invest and they they put all of this stuff in law and and it's under section 401k of the United States code yeah the, the government doesn't do anything original no they don't they don't okay i guess that's kind of original anyway let's let's stop picking on the government so the 401k gets written into law and then in 1980 corporate america figures out the intentions of the 401k program and they go hey this is kind of cool. Check this out. This shifts the burden of retirement from us as the corporate entity onto them as the individual employee. We don't have to worry about trying to set up and manage pensions to pay people after they've they've lived their useful life in our organization. See, This is the way corporations looked at pensions. If they paid you a pension, you were dead weight. You were dead weight. They were paying somebody a salary that didn't produce anything anything for the organization. And you know what that does to the to the bottom line of the organization? It, it can drag it down. It can weigh it down. So the 401k, well, it comes into fruition. Right. And then corporate America goes, man, this is like the best thing since sliced bread. We'll shift the burden of retirement off of us onto the employee and, and we'll even make it sound attractive. We'll even match their money. So we want them to put their money in like they were doing with the pension, probably. And but we're going to make it even more attracted to them because we're going to say for every dollar that they put in we'll match it with a dollar maybe we'll put two dollars in i don't know maybe we'll go as high as five dollars five dollars for every one dollar they put in there and still the burden is going to be less on us as corporate america this is a win-win situation for corporate america It's not a win-win situation for you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. No matter how big your bag of money is in your 401k, you have one dilemma that you have to deal with. You have to outlive your money. You have to draw a line in the sand somewhere in your future self, and you have to say, I'm going to retire. Which means I'm going to step away from trading time for money, and I'm going to start living off that bag of money I have. So here's the key thing. How much money do you need? This is how real estate investing is a little bit different than what you're doing in the stock market. We're going to analyze a property today that has the potential to return a 200% return on investment in a five-year period. Now, some of you are thinking, whoa, 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 what, what do you mean five years? I mean, that's, that's like an eternity, dude. Why, why do I have to wait five years to get a 200% return on investment? Because that's the way real estate works. Real estate is not necessarily an instant gratification investment. You don't go and buy real estate and then all of a sudden wake up the next morning and the price of the real estate has doubled. That's not how real estate works. That might happen in the stock market. See, the real estate markets are very slow to change in contrast to the stock market, which is where you probably have all of your investment dollars, probably in the stock market, the NASDAQ, the, the Dow, I know those are indices, but you know what I'm talking about. You have your money invested in a myriad of companies, and you don't even know what you're invested in. You might be invested in in companies that you don't even believe in. D- did you know that? Yeah, it's very possible. You may have a very specific view on life, and you don't want to invest with certain companies because you feel those companies don't share your worldly views, But you may be invested with them anyhow because you don't pay attention to your investments. Yeah. Okay, so when it comes to the real estate, the real estate's not that hard. Once, once you're educated and you understand what you're doing, investing in real estate is not that difficult. So what I'm going to do for you now is we're going to talk about this this property that Angela sent over to me. Now, Angela is one of the Lifestyles Unlimited Realtors. She works exclusively for members that are part of the Challenge or the Preferred Programs. And the reason for that is we have people that join those programs specifically to get a, a certain level of service. And part of that service involves direct access to our realty companies and those realty companies work exclusively with our members. Yeah, you can't be a guy on the street and go, well, I just want to contact Lifestyles Realty because I know what these guys know what they're doing and they will work with you because you have to have a membership in Lifestyles Unlimited. And part of the reason for that is you also have to be educated. See, the realtors are educated on how to go find particular properties that we will buy, renovate, put back into service is clean, functional workforce housing. You, as a principal, need to also be educated on the same thing. Therefore, you're talking apples to apples. You're not talking apples to oranges. Make sense to you? I know it makes sense to you. All right, so Angela shot me this, this property, and I thought it was a pretty interesting little property. It's a three-bedroom, one-bath house it's 1,328 square feet. It was built in 1950, and it's on the south side of downtown Los... La- no, I was going to say Los Angeles. I meant to say on the south side of San Antonio. And here's the numbers. Now, for those of you that have not been following the show, these numbers may sound just like I'm just like going diarrhea to the mouth on you. I'm just going on you, right? Okay. The after-repair opinion... In other words, the ARV, after repair value of this property, Angela estimates to be $170,000. Why do we need to know that? Because we need to know the potential value of the property because it drives a lot of the financials that we're going to analyze. So we know that if we buy this property and we fix it up, it's worth probably around $170,000 in the marketplace. Okay. The asking price for this property is $100,000 even. They want hundred dollars for the property. Okay, so that gives us a delta of $70,000. That's the difference between what it's worth all fixed up and what it's worth right now in its present condition. $70,000 is, is what we're going to work with because we're going to consume some of that $70,000 because some of that's going to go towards repair costs. That's going to help us drive the value up. I took a look at what she anticipates the equity capture to be. Now, what's equity capture? Equity capture is the difference. It's basically the remaining amount between the difference between what you buy the property for and what it's actually worth all fixed up. It's the difference between your all-in cost, because remember, we're going to spend $100,000 on this property and then we're going to spend some money repairing it and we're going to have some closing and holding costs, things like that. We have to factor all these things in. But once all those costs get factored in, they're not going to consume all of that $70,000 of equity that we're going to be working with. There's still going to be about $25,500 of equity remaining in this, this asset. And where does that $25,000 worth of wealth go? Well, it goes on your bottom line. You automatically increase your wealth by $25,000 just by buying this property and renovating it correctly. Now, of course, you need to know how to do this, but it's easy to do. I'm just going to tell you it's easy to do. The reason I know it's easy to do is because I've, I've done these before, and it's easy to do. It's really easy to do. All right, the other thing that I'm looking at is, what What's the operating capital? In other words, how much money is this property going to produce for me on a monthly basis after I cover the, the operational expenses of, of owning the property? $241. That's what she calculates. She estimates that my estimated cash flow per month is going to be around $241. Now, let me share with you something that's, that's very important. When I'm analyzing properties, one of the most important things that I look at is the Projected cash flow for the property. And here's why. The property must cash flow. If it doesn't cash flow, I don't buy it. Because I use that cash flow to offset my costs of living. And if I'm buying an asset, I need to understand how much money that property will contribute to my household earnings in the form of passive income. Whether I'm using it to pay off my my operating expenses of you know, running my household, or I I use it to go on a cruise with Mrs. Gordon. Yeah. So here's my range. I'm looking for properties that will cash flow in a $200 to $600 range. Now, if they cash flow above $600, I'm okay with that. But I have to understand why, because there may be an anomaly that's causing that. Maybe I'm buying a fourplex, and in exchange for for higher cash flow, I'm I'm potentially not going to get as much in the form of appreciation, because... Duplexes, triplexes, and fourplexes have a tendency to cash flow very well, but they also have a tendency not to appreciate as fast as single-family homes. Yeah, we could, we could do a whole show on that, but I'm not going to waste your time with it. So this per- particular property, it meets my acid test for, for cash flow. It's a little on the low side, but it's still, it's still in my range. All right, so I'm interested in what type of cash-on-cash cash return Angela is indicating to me. And what she's saying is that if I spend, she's estimating $21,257. That's going to be my total cash out of pocket. That's the amount of money I will contribute to that property in order to get everything done. Now, I will utilize a hard money loan, and that's one of the things that we do when we buy property is that we use hard money to acquire the property. The reason we do that, and even though there's some expenses associated with doing that, it keeps our capital outlay to a minimum. Yes, and that is very important to me. So, so far, so far, things are looking good. The, the equity capture is higher than the cash out of pocket. So I think it's worth digging deeper into this. When we come back from the break, I'm gonna take you to the next step. Stick around.
0: Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855-497-4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next.
1: When you look at the effects of what happened in 2008 and you compare it to what we are hopefully coming out of right now, real estate has definitely shown It's resiliency. It is provided for people, not only a place to live, but a place to work, a place to raise their children, a place to teach their children, a place to prepare all of their meals. And that's really where the rubber meets the road is that there are two things that people have to have and they strive very hard to have them. And that's a roof over their head and food on the table. And if you are investing in something related to either of those two things, you are going to have a winning strategy. And in addition to that, you're providing something of value to the people around you. And creating a win-win situation while creating wealth and passive income for yourself is the best life you can get.
0: Real estate is resilient. You should have real estate in your portfolio. Join us for the next live online free workshop. Register at LifestylesUnlimitedWorkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real
1: Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. And as always, I am working on your financial freedom. We're doing so today because we're we're talking about the, the genesis, if you will, of finding a deal. So what we're really doing is we're doing in analysis. We're, we're doing a deep dive into a property. Now, normally this whole process takes me three to five minutes. I'm taking my time today and I'm talking through all the nuances of this deal that came in because I understand two things. Number one, you may or may not be educated on on how this real estate investing works. So I'm slowing it down a little bit for those of you that that maybe don't have the, the proper education. The second reason I'm doing this is I want to articulate to you that real estate is a far superior investment vehicle for you, in spite of what you may believe. It's a far superior investment vehicle for you because it has the potential to get you retired in five years or less, that current plan you're, you're following is a 35 to 45 year roadmap, and it is filled with all types of danger zones. I'm, I'm just laying it all out for you. Those of you that have 401ks, you've you've noticed that the stock market is not as healthy as it was during the pandemic. You've noticed that, right? You've probably also noticed that recently the stock market hit a low that was the same low that it had two years prior so what that means is that all the gains from the two years prior to that particular date have all been erased by what's going on in the stock market and here's the ironic thing if you lose 50 percent of your value in a stock that stock has to go up a hundred percent in value in order for you to break even I think that to me is a recipe for disaster. There's, there's so much overhead supply. There's so many glass ceilings you have to bust through with stocks because the stock environment is completely different than the real estate investing environment. When you own real estate, you own that tangible asset. It's a physical asset and you operate that asset and you work with real human beings that are looking for clean functional workforce housing it's it's a great thing so let's let's get into the numbers and what i what i did in the last segment was I kind of gave you a one over the world. I I gave you the basic parameters for the investment that Angela sent to me. Now, notice I didn't describe the size or or color of the rooms. I didn't describe what the exterior looked like. The only thing I've I've given you so far is some very basic data. It's a three-bedroom, one-bath house. It's on the south side of downtown San Antonio. It's 1,328 square feet, and it was built in 1950. And then I gave you some financial information. The financial information indicates to me that this is a good investment for a Lifestyles Unlimited member. Part of the reason I think it's a good investment is that you can put $21,257 into this asset and by operating and rehabbing this property correctly, And we teach you how to do it correctly at Lifestyles Unlimited. By doing it correctly, what you're able to do is capture over $25,000 in equity. Yes, you're essentially doubling your money when you purchase this property and then you rehab it. Are you tracking with me? When's the last time you invested in something that immediately doubled the value of your money? Okay, I know you're scratching your heads. You're trying to figure out when the last time that happened, right? Unless it was a an anomaly with a stock, maybe. Maybe you owned uh, what's what's that GameStop? Remember, remember what was going on with GameStop? Remember, remember how the the value of the stock was really low, and then all these people wanted to protect games, Game Game. Was it GameStop? Yeah, they wanted to protect GameStop, and then all of a sudden we saw we saw all of these different entities driving the price up. We saw the price of GameStop go through the roof. Remember that? Okay. That's an anomaly in the stock market. That's also an example of market forces that are stronger than you making market moves that you have no choice but to react to. Yeah. So let's get back into this deal. So once once I get, get through the general parameters and I say, okay, I'm interested. I'm interested in this deal. What I do is I take all of that financial information that Angela sends and I drop it into a spreadsheet. It's a spreadsheet that I created. It's, it's my spreadsheet. I don't share it with anybody. Okay. I gave it to Bruce. I did give it to my buddy, Bruce. I don't think he uses it, but I gave it to him. And and the reason I don't share it with anybody is this is, my proprietary thing this is something that i built that i understand if i gave it to you it's probably the reason when i gave it to brew is probably the reason he doesn't use it is he doesn't understand the way this spreadsheet is all organized but i do because it's my creation and what this thing does for me is this breaks down the five different ways we make money in real estate for me so that i can see what the returns are in every different area oh that's pretty cool stuff now the reason i don't share this with anybody and i've had people ask me for this i've had people send me an email at askal at l-u-i-n-c.com. you can you can send me an email you can ask me anything real estate related uh, the reason i don't share this with anybody is because i want you to get educated first and once you get educated, you'll be able to design your own version of this. You don't need my version because you would spend more time trying to deconstruct what I've done because I don't have a beautiful, pretty spreadsheet. No, I just have the, the salient information that I need. I got certain areas highlighted, which tells me, OK, this is data I need to hard input in. Anything that's not highlighted is, is a calculation, and I just don't mess with the calculations. But what it does for me is it gives me real-time information on what this asset can do, so let's break it on down. Now remember, this this property has an ARV of $170,000, but we're able to buy it for $100,000. That means our acquisition price is only 59% of value. That's a good thing, that's a really good thing. We're, as I pointed out to you, We're going to have $70,000 worth of equity that we're able to work within, and we're going to capture some of that equity. Remember, I told you that. So our rehab costs and our holding and closing costs are going to work out to be about $44,500. So that $44,500 is going to eat into that $70,000 worth of equity. But when the dust settles, it's going to leave us an equity capture of $25,000. $500. Now our cash out of pocket to do this deal is only going to be about 21,000. Well, it's not about, she gave me a very accurate and to the the point number, $21,257. That's that's what she calculated. Now, of course I have to do my own calculations, but we haven't gotten there yet. So I'm going to go with her numbers. What that indicates to me is that instead of putting 20% down for an asset that is ultimately going to be worth $170,000. I'm only essentially putting 12.5% of my money into the deal. And this is one of the reasons why we use a hard money loan, because it gives us additional flexibilities to not only acquire the property, but to pay for a portion, if not all, of the repair costs. And we're putting our 20% into the hard money loan, as opposed to the after repair value. So what we're looking at, your return on capital gains is 120%. This is what I like about this particular deal. When's the last time you did that in the 401k world? Some other things we have to talk about because there's other ways real estate makes you money. Did you know that real estate appreciates? Yeah, real estate has a tendency to go up in value. Real estate historically doubles in value every 20 years. That means for your property to double in value in 20 years, it has to go up about three and a half percent per year. Simple as that. So what I do is I I do an analysis. I take a look at, okay, if my property goes up three and a half percent per year, what is my property going to be worth at the end of year one? What is my property going to be worth at the end of year two, year three, year four, year five? So I actually analyze the property based on a three-year projection and a five-year projection. So Here's what I anticipate the property being worth at the end of year five. If it goes up 3.5% per year, at the end of year five, that $170,000 property should be worth about $202,000. All right, another way we make money in real estate, this thing is called principal pay down. We leverage our properties and we leverage them correctly. In other words, we we work with a conventional lender that does our takeout financing after we've, we've utilized the hard money loan. We put long-term conventional financing on the property, and we finance at that ARV number, that $170,000 number, and we take out a 75% loan-to-value loan. loan. As a result of that, at the end of year three, the principal on that loan is going to pay down about $3,100. If I hold the asset to year five, it's going to reduce the principal by about $5,600. That conventional loan that I took out it's $127,500, that's the the present value of the loan the day I take that loan out. That loan pays down over time. So at the end of five years, that loan that started at $127,500, it's now paid down to $121,900. It means that I've just increased my equity position in the property, an additional $5,600 at the end of year five, And I didn't do anything other than make 12 payments over a yearly payment period. It's another way we make money in real estate. Now, the return investment, I I usually don't even bother calculating that because it usually comes up to be about 10%, which is about what your financial planner said you should be making in the marketplace. Now, there's another way I make money in real estate, and it has nothing to do with the equity pieces, it has to do with the benefits that the government gives me in the form of taxation, and it affects my cash flow. At the end of year five, that produces $14,460 for me. That's cash flow that I've been able to generate over a five year period. It's actually a 68% return on investment when you look at it. But the IRS says that your real estate will wear out. And what they want you to do is they want you to depreciate all the improvements on the property and to divide whatever the costs are for the improvement. So you take the value of the asset. Our value is 170000 You take out the land value. And the reason you take the land value out is you can't depreciate land. Land is here always, and the IRS says you can't depreciate it. So what I do is I run a number of. I say that twenty percent is land costs, and eighty percent is improvement value, which is actually a little bit lower than what my my real numbers are. But it's a good planning metric, and it's easy for me to do the math. So what that means is I'm going to generate annual cash flow. Now, my annual cash flow on this property works out to be $2,892. That's like giving yourself almost a $2,900 a year raise that your boss didn't give you. Yeah, that's exactly what this property is doing for you. But when I calculate the depreciation, I'm taking $4,945 worth of depreciation, meaning all of that cash flow that I bring in, I don't pay taxes on. I don't pay taxes on my tax liability is zero on the cash flow. Now, it's going to leave about a little over $2,000 left, and I can use that to offset other costs of investments, or maybe I can use that to offset some of my ordinary income. I am not a CPA. I don't play one on the radio. I'm just telling you what I know, and you need to go get your own tax advice. As a matter of fact, we got some great CPAs that own real estate, believe it or not, that are a part of our vendor program. So these are the different ways that we make money in real estate. So, so far, everything that I'm seeing puts me on a glide path to making a total rate of return of about 200% on this particular property. So at this point, I'm going, wow, a 200% return over a five-year period. That's a 40% per year annualized return rate. That's a great rate of return. Are you getting 40% per year in in your assets? Is your 401k going up 48% every year, year over year? I don't think it is. I don't think it is. But this particular asset gives you the ability to do that. It does. So I said, okay, Angela, do me a favor. Send me over the package. Send me the package because what the package provides me is it provides me all the analytical data that I need, because now I'm past the screening phase, I'm past the analysis phase. I'm actually interested in this property. I'm interested in, okay, more specifically, where exactly is it located? And more specifically, what are the comps? What do the comps tell me? And as I look through the comps, here's, here's the most amazing thing that I found. When Angela did the analysis on the for sale comps, she found four comparable properties. Now, two of the properties she eliminated, and she did it for a couple of reasons. One, they were in a different subdivision, and two, they were larger properties. But with the two that are remaining, one of them's at 170000 one of them's at 190000 and it's the exact same property all fixed up. We could be making even more money. If you want to find out how to make this money, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com and get you going.